Put your two hands on the hurl podcast. 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 Hello and welcome to the 14th edition of the Two Hands on the Hurl podcast. I'm your host this week, PJ Mills. And as was usual the past few weeks, we used to have fancy introductions and I decided against it this week because if I had nothing good to say, I might as well say nothing at all and do respect to my co-host. So as usual, we're joined by Liam O'Neill, Robbie Mansfield and a new member of the Two Hands on the Hurl podcast team, Ricky Dunn. Uh, Ricky, how's things? Uh, not too bad, you know. Thanks very much for having me. Uh, it's good to be here. Uh, it's good to get on and you know talk a, a lot of nonsense for forty minutes or so, fifty minutes. We can't wait. Looking forward to it. Sounds like you fit right in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you know what, Ricky? I actually really like what you said there because I've been chasing this since we started. It's a forty-minute episode. Yeah. Do you hear that, yeah. lads? Two Never gonna happen. Forty-minute. Never episode. gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Who's in, in charge this week, Liam, so don't forget. Yeah, that. we're here for an hour and a half. <laughs> Should we only get we only get warmed up after forty minutes, like you know I mean? <laughs> a good warm up hot twenty five, thirty minutes like, and then you're only getting your second win back, like so. Um your first argument probably around maybe fifteen, twenty minutes in, you know, so it's only getting a bit spicy then. <laughs> anyway, before Liam starts giving out to us again, we might as well crack on with this week's uh, podcast. A uh, big weekend of GEA action this weekend, but last weekend we're, we won't talk as much because in the past, but Kilkenny barely scraping over Dublin. Um, was that a shocker, lads? I know it isn't a shocker to Robbie, but um, <laughs> was that possibly the shock of the weekend? 15 points up at half time, 16 points up early on in the second half, and Kilkenny only win by a pint. Were you surprised or happy, Robbie? Well, I was <laughs> I was traumatized from the first half. The first half was shocking. Kilkenny were all over us, like, and just I was just hoping for some sort of you know green shoots in the second half where we just kind of come out and you know just hurl well at least, just kind of give as good as we got or whatever. And uh, they kind of they kind of came into it and kind of kept chipping away to the scoreboard, and then eventually kind of got less and less. And I was kind of. Uh, messaging in, in the WhatsApp group just kind of as the score was ticking down and then we got level and as soon as we got level Kilkenny went two points up and yeah it was kind of a great comeback now but um, I suppose from the Kilkenny side like was it hard for them to motivate themselves to come out in the second half after such a one-sided first half? It's the one surprising aspect of it I mean you usually be saying once Kilkenny go that far ahead they will double it I mean, they will come out and they get a goal at the start. Now, is it a thing young players are that? I don't know. I'm not going to make excuses. I mean, uh, Brian Cody, as anyone that know him, will not be happy with it. It's as simple as that. But just following on from that great comeback and just coming up short, uh, Dublin are playing Cork today uh, at a quarter to four. Do you think that will give Dublin a new lease of life? going into that match against Cork. Cork would be kind of slightly favourites. But Dublin... After- yeah, I think uh, Cork are coming off for like a, a bad result, I suppose, uh, losing to Waterford. So they'll kind of be a bit stung from that. And I, I'm sure they'll be able to kind of prove a point. And like Dublin haven't beaten them in the championship since 1927, I heard uh, during the week. So they're definitely not w- going to want to lose to Dublin. It's going to be... If they do lose to Dublin, it'll be quite... Uh, they will see it as quite a low point, but I think Dublin will have 
absolutely no fear and they'll, they'll throw the kitchen sink at them and uh, hopefully they come out and get a good result. The other qualifier game would be Leash and Clare uh, today. Last week, of course, and Limerick defeated Tipperary and Tipperary have a bye to the next round and Galway defeated Wexford and Wexford have a bye to the next round. Anyone give Leash a chance today against Clare? A game at one fifteen in Nolan Park. It could be on Pendus podcast site. But um, is second season syndrome for Leash? Many experts think Clare would win this one easily. What do you think, Ricky? Uh, it's hard to say. I like you know. I I, I don't really. I, I can't really call it to be honest with you. Like you know, as like, any of the lads know, like you know, I'm not. Again, I'm not the biggest. Uh, as I say, my hurling knowledge, which is I know punishable by death in some counties, like. But uh, do you know, I th- I think I I follow up most of my questions with uh, do you know that would be uh, an ecumenical matter, you know. But uh, no, seriously, no, uh, no, I wouldn't. Fa- I just I couldn't see. I wouldn't fancy Leach, to be honest. Yeah, I know it's going along the lines of many experts, being honest. Uh, Robbie Dublin Westmead today. Dublin is starting off their drive for six in a row. Um, as Robbie said, it's just an ecumenical matter. I mean, Westmead can come close, can they? No. No. <laughs> no, I'd say about that. I know, like, there's kind of actually, um, one, my uh, girlfriend's friend, uh, Maddie, she's from Westmead, and uh, I started going out with my girlfriend in 2005, and just after Dublin had lost to Westmead, uh, that was the last time Dublin lost to Westmead, was in 2004, when they, won, they went on to win the Leinster Championship. Yeah, and uh, ever since then she's been like, "Oh, we're going to beaches this year," and like each year, year after year after year after year, it just kind of gets more comical how bad Westmead are getting, you know the way. So uh, definitely, if Dublin lose to Westmead, I'm going to be uh, switching off the phone and uh, going into hiding. To be honest with you, <laughs> um, it, it, the one team that could kind of like me can cause bother till there. Westmead. I mean, as you say, 2004, Dublin don't seem to be going that well now. Is it a situation that Desi Farrell's trying to put his own stamp on it and that will take time? I don't know. I think, like, they're a bit of a disjointed league and they've had a few people leaving the panel, but even at that, like, Leinster football, you know, it's in a bad place. It, like, probably peaks during the the kind of mid to late 90s with all the other counties being fairly strong. Um but it's gone so bad now. Like even just looking at the games that are on uh, tomorrow as well. Like there's there's no there's no team in Leinster that will will touch off them. Like and that will that could end up being a bad thing when it comes to the later rounds, especially when it's like a straight knockout sort of scenario. You know. So, uh, but hopefully on the other side of that, hopefully we, we won't have to worry about maybe some of the big guns. Hopefully there's a few shocks. Maybe like Sakari or Mayo or someone uh, gets taken out by uh, or like say. Kerry are playing Cork tomorrow, so hopefully Cork do us a favour and beat Kerry, and hopefully Ross Common uh, beat Mayo, and that will give us a nice, uh, easy run up to Christmas there. <laughs> so I'll, we know exactly what you want for Christmas, Robbie. Uh, as Definitely, you... six in a row. <laughs> <laughs> the other games that are taking place in Leinster is Longford and Leash on tomorrow, Wicklow. Uh, in great form, actually, this year, taking a host and meet in Ockram, and as you said there, Cork... Um, uh, hosting Kerry and Parky Creeve and another game in Leinster is off the ankle there and there are games up the north today as well Cavan and Antrim that be on I say when this podcast goes out and uh, they're, they're the games big news during the week actually 
uh, Thomas Town who are after having heartbreak at the uh, intermediate level in Kilkenny the past couple of years have a new manager going into next year and it's the one and only Henry Shefflin. Uh, big surprise or um, do you think this could be the thing that Thomas Town needs to drive him on? That for me is it? Uh, yep, sorry. <laughs> All right. well, you're you're the only funny. other person. You're the only other person here that knows about GA. So. All right. Okay. Well, technically, <laughs> I am saying, I am saying, I am in Bennett's Bridge, so I am quite close. Like, so I have, I could, I could touch on one or two things here. But I let Robbie go first. Go on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Like, I think it's a kind of a, is it a kind of a good job for kind of Henry because they're kind of the intermediate club and they're, I suppose, they would be kind of like a big enough team to be intermediate now you can correct me if I'm wrong on that but they've been probably intermediate for a while and kind of taking them up to uh probably senior level is probably where they should be at but for in terms of kind of Henry like it kind of it's it's probably nice and close to where he lives it's not too high profile of a job but it still keeps him relevant for ultimately he wants to be uh taking the baseball cap off Brian Cody uh, when Brian Cody hangs up, hangs up the baseball cap, he's going to take it over. So I think he's just trying to keep himself tipping away, and he probably doesn't want to go up against Valley Hale in the senior at this at this point because they're kind of going so well. So probably taking on an intermediate club is probably one that, probably a better thing he can kind of do. Uh, being honest, as a Carrick Shockman, I hope he fails. I won't like you uh, because <laughs> we're going to put a. Uh, I know all joking aside, I mean, it's a, it's a fair uh, scoop for Thomas Hain. And as you were saying, Ricky, being close to Thomas Hain, you'd know in Venice Bridge, you'd know Thomas Hain very well. There were great battles between yourself and Thomas Hain in junior grade. And then Venice Bridge took over, gone up senior. Um, so fair scoop for Thomas Hain. And it could be the missing link, as Robbie's saying, to get up senior. Yeah, look, I think it's it is it's a great appointment at the end. Of the day. I just don't think Shefflin can do any wrong, like in in any sense of of life. Like he just seems to be just what he's done with Eddie Hale is brilliant. Like, and I just think it's what Thomastown are missing. Like they fell short the last two years, you know, especially was it last year against Liz Downey on penalties. Am I right in saying that? Someone correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, uh, right. Fact check that, Liam. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I I think yeah, I think I think he'll he'll uh, he'll get Thomastown up in my opinion. And I think he will get the kind of job in the next two or three years, I think, to be honest, if not sooner. I hope you're wrong, Ricky. I really hope you're wrong. It's <laughs> a job in Carrick Shock um, <laughs> this year. So, um, but I know I mean, you can't go to Carrick Shock, though. It's too close, though. It's too, kind of too much needle there, no? I think, I think Henry Shefflin going to Carrick Shock would be like garlic to a vampire. It's... <laughs> So, and it'd be the same vice versa with a Carrie Chalkman going down to Valley Hill. I know. Um, I wish Henry Shefflin the very best there. And I, I think, as all joking aside, it's an unreal school uh, for uh, Thomas Town. And it's the second uh, Valley Hill man in the charge in as many years as well. Morris Elward was in charge of Thomas Town this year. Uh, move on to soccer. And I'll go to you first here, Ricky. Uh, great times for Manchester United. At the moment, uh, fantastic! Yeah, where, do you, where do you want me to start? How long have you got? I <laughs> know. Uh, uh, listen, look, it's been the same. In my opinion, it's it's been the same thing that's been kind of going on for a long time. I don't go too far into it, like, well, I just go on based on the results. At the end of the day, from the start of the season, 
it's mainly in the Premier League, the results have been absolutely, you know, shocking. They have been absolutely terrible. Like that six one, I know you can say about fitness and the players weren't fit enough, but you know, like Ryan Keane touched on it there as well. Like these players are gonna get they're gonna get Ollie the sack like, you know, and as much as I like Ollie, and the same time I'd be his biggest critic as and I don't think he's a top quality manager because he hasn't proven it. But you know what I mean? Sometimes like you have something has to change. Like if you can't keep changing managers every few years, these players have to stand up and be, you know, accounted for. But then again, it's 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 just the inconsistency. Like, you know, two weeks ago they're you know, they're going out there beating PSG, you know, but they're beating Red Bull who were in the semi final last year, Champions League, and then beating PSG obviously beforehand, you know, away who were in the final last year. It's and then, you know, it's just you come back and then them displays in the Premier League like, like against Chelsea and Arsenal. Now I know like Ollie came out and said that they were you know, they were quite close and he finds it hard to be critical, like, but at the end of the day you're fifteenth in the league for Manchester United. And I thought this season, to be honest, like I thought the way we finished last season, I said this can see this season is going to be so strange, like, you know, with the amount of games and you know, there's gonna be a lot of injuries and you can see Liverpool picking up injuries as well with Van Dyke, which they seem to be actually fine right now. But uh I thought United could have maybe pushed, but unfortunately they've just decided to break my heart again and uh completely capitulate and now it's playing catch up again. It just seems like even last year under Ollie, like nothing has really changed. There's that same inconsistency. It's like just starting over and over. Like after a couple of months, a couple of good games, then they drop off. And now I can I can see Man United. Like one thing I'll say is Ollie always seems to get results when he needs one, and I can guarantee you he'll probably get one today against Everton. And if not, I would probably be fearful for him because to me that seems like the players have given up on him, and that's usually a bad sign. Do you reckon the players are kind of the main to blame? Yeah, for the situation. That, yeah, they have to stand up and, you know, they have to show pride for themselves. Like, you know, I've seen, uh, I think it's Graham Sinesta saying it, like, they have to, like, for themselves, they have to be able to look themselves in the mirror and say, like, you're playing for one of the biggest clubs in the world. Yeah, okay, I know we haven't really done anything in the last maybe eight years, but you have to stand up and just, you know, play for the shirt in some sort of way. Like, there's just no, and the main thing is to me, there's no leadership. And what doesn't help is, like, Fernandez is starting to have a drop-off now, whereas that, when he came Fernandez. in, you know, he carried, he carried that team, Fernandez. Absolutely carried him. So if he's due a drop off, like you know, he's not going to keep that level of performance. So he started to drop off now. I know you can start to see the team struggle, like you know, even creating chances, and it's just worrying times. Worrying times. Is, is it going to be a bit of a bonkers Premier League though, Rick? Because like Southampton are top. Like they obviously want to stay there, but like it's you know it's completely nuts the way it's going to start. Like City are City are tenth, you know. So a couple of wins for any team will see them kind of climbing right up into the. Champions League probably or close to spaces no yeah I, no I do I do see that but um, as I said the cream always rises to the top eventually like you know so the better teams will get there like I still like don't get me wrong Southampton have had a fantastic start like that manager compared, you know was it only last season they lost the 7-1 or something and he could have got yeah, the stack yeah. and he's completely was it more than that actually it was like 9-1 was it or something was it or? I, could, I, I couldn't even be I couldn't even tell you but it was a lot anyway but like that is some turnaround like you know that's where you give credit for sticking with a manager do you know and you see, I can't, I obviously can't see something uh, staying that high because I do fancy maybe, obviously, Man City are going to be up around there. Liverpool are going to be probably, they probably are going to win it, in my opinion, as much as I hate to say it, especially on a podcast, like, well, being a United fan, but I can't really see past Liverpool at all. Um, Someone City, are going to be, City are going to be there. Uh, Arsenal are, Arteta is doing a, has actually doing a fantastic job. He's really, you know, made them look solid, like, you know, and they have a purpose about them. They have a certain way of playing. Chelsea, as much as I hate to say, because I, I can't stand Frank Langford, if I'm being really honest with you, I can't stand him as a manager and as a person, probably. But uh, I think they'll do, they'll do well. <laughs> they'll do well as well. 
I think about Man United are the only thing I'd say in Man United's case is that <clears throat> you know it, it's the, the players they are they are good players. Let's be honest, they are as good players in that team. The only thing you have to say is why Oli I think is going to be the one that's gonna is gonna you know take the blunt of it here is because he, his credentials like you know you can't you know if you put in like there's a Pochettino there like I said it from the start when Oli got the job I said give him till the summer I said don't give him the job I know they went on that run I said wait till the summer. And what did Ed Woodward do? He gives him the job after that run. And after that, I don't think we won a game for us this season. Do you know what I mean? So this is the kind of inconsistency and just the bad leadership at the top level of the club. Like, it's just, it's embarrassing, really, in my opinion. Has he said so, it? Oh, sorry. I know, it's sorry. All of what I was going to say there is, if they're playing Everton, Everton today, it'd be the early fixture. It'd be, it could be over when the podcast goes out. But as you say there, if the if Manchester United, which they could, I mean Everton aren't going great now at the moment. They were top of the league, they were unbeatable there at one stage. Now they're shown pretty average. I won't lie to you. So mm. could all everything be forgiven after one game again, or all is at the wheel again, like or is it a situation that they're going to have to make a decision after today's game or next week? In other words, to get rid of them and then make a drive for the rest of the season. I, I think, I think it has to. Oli seems to be he's always one game away. He's always that one game away from maybe getting the chop. You know what I mean? That's the way it's been for him over the last, uh, the last maybe year, year and a half. Like you know, he needs a good run. And at the end of the day, he has to win something at the club. If he doesn't win something at the club this year, regardless of what happens, he won't be there next year. That's just simple as like. But um, as you said, like I think I do think there will be evidence today. Um, as I said, because all he does always get a result when he needs one. Because he, I'm just hoping that the players stick by him. Because I don't want it's not good as a United fan. You just don't want to see players giving up on the manager. Like you know what I mean? These are the same players that pretty much threw Mourinho under the bus as well. Like, and they are going to do it again at some stage to Ali. But he seems to get a rise out of him at the at the right time. And I I would I know obviously we don't know this would be gone out after the match. Like I I do fancy my United to be Everton today, as you said, because they're poor form. Yeah, uh, we. I think we go on until Liam falls asleep completely altogether. So just ask, ask him about how <laughs> wolves are doing there. I'm already asleep, lads. <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, uh, Robbie. Wolves are doing grand. They're in sixth place. Yeah, and <laughs> look at him reading, up, his, reading it straight to, off the fucking Google there. <laughs> to, to bring it up, to bring it up, they bet Palace there in their last game two 0 and they're playing. Yeah, who are uh, they playing next? Leicester tomorrow at two o'clock. Oh, how'd you see that going? Him? Um, I don't know. I'd say, I'd say Leicester would probably edge be a goal. So we give it a one nil. Give it one nil. <laughs> Jamie Vardy. <laughs> Who's your favorite um, Wolves player? <laughs> favorite Wolves player? Who? Uh, I couldn't tell you. Adama Traore. We'll give it to Traore because he's a beast. Oh. <laughs> good show. Good show. Good show. Come back to you in five minutes there for you to Google it, mate. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Actually, uh, going slightly off the, the topics we have here, it's just something popped into my head there. Um, Jonathan Sexton, we were chatting in a special podcast last uh, Sunday evening after the Ireland-France game. Uh, do you think Jonathan Sexton's after doing enough uh, lean to dampen the criticism he was kind of getting for the reaction of being substituted? Um, is he after doing enough and is it kind of water under the bridge now? And... Was it just the media making a big hype out or not? Well, boys, I'm glad you brought this up because now I actually have something to talk about over this episode. Um, 
Liam, that's why you've done it. So no, TJ. Um, yeah, look, I think um, yeah, probably the heat of the moment that he reacted, and that's what he said it was. It was the heat of the moment, and he was a bit, he was fairly annoyed that he was coming off, and he said, obviously, he apologised to the right people. And um, I actually watched this interview, and um, the woman who was asking him the questions kept asking him as if he was going to apologise <coughs> to absolutely everyone. And uh, he was like, no, I've, I've, I've apologised to who I need to apologise to, and I'm not going to apologise to everyone. Because like at the end of the day, it was just a split second. And like, in fair, he said it well as well. He was like, if he knew the cameras were on him, he wouldn't have done it. Uh, which is fair enough because, uh, like, it, it did look like he was just throwing a strap and you know, he didn't want to leave the pitch. But, uh, yeah, I think um, I think he went about it the right way afterwards anyway. And, um, yeah, happy out. <laughs> I know that I, I'd agree completely with you. I mean, last week I would have, I wouldn't have been in favour of what he'd done I, and I still wouldn't. Well, fair play to him. He showed the, what would you say? He showed the leadership in a sense to condemn it and saying, here, he apologised to, he needed to apologise and he didn't need to apologise to anyone else. Um, talking about someone that's thrown his strap at the moment, Donald Trump, uh, there was a hashtag on Twitter the other night, Donald Trump melting. Is he just completely losing it, lads? What do you think, Robbie? Ah, well, I think he's just kind of, trying to create a bit of drama. He probably knows he's kind of on the way out. He's probably trying to just delay it. And it's, you know, it's all just a big kind of sideshow for him. Like, like if he doesn't kind of uh, get elected, which is looking like he's uh, almost definitely not, then he's like, they're talking about, I'm just going to create his own TV channel and stuff like that. So like, it's all like, I don't think even the presidency really matters that much, but he has to make it look like it does to his followers because they're such diehards, you know, but he has to kind of take them with him onto his onto his next moment. So he needs to have this big, you know, like stand off in the courts and then all of all of his followers will kind of will follow him on to whatever his next sort of uh adventure is, you know, in a way. So yeah, it's just kind of it's all just this kind of sideshow for him. He's just kinda of thinking about the long term game, getting back to he probably he's probably happy enough to just go back to just being a billionaire, you know? <laughs> like uh <laughs> Like, it's kind of, he's not going to go back to, probably his biggest worry is probably, I don't know, trying to get, like, they might try and get him in the courts afterwards, because I know there's a few things that they couldn't prosecute him on because he was president. So uh, he probably just has, he needs more time to just try and sort that out before he leaves, I'd say. I I can't disagree with what you, what you said there, Robbie. But the, the thing about it is, he will emerge from this, no one. I mean, he's still a billionaire. He has opportunities. He has the profile even greater than what it was going into the job. But what would be the ramifications from all of this? He's, in other words, their talk at the moment that the entire democratic system in America is being questioned by Donald Trump and their talks by an awful lot of the media over there questioning, well, where are the senior Republicans? In other words, condemning what he's saying. Are you danger, Ricky, that this could, I won't say go as far as civil war, but could it be a situation that, I mean, once Joe Biden goes in and Donald Trump goes out, there could be still riots on the streets, there still could be lives lost, and there, there's actually no talk by the Trump 
camp at the moment about the coronavirus over there. They're, they had their highest number of cases, 120,000 the other day. Are they a danger that the people that, that it's their democratic right to vote could suffer great then by, in other words, Donald Trump doing the straw? Sorry for going the long way about it. <coughs> it could be further ramifications there. Yeah, I think this is, there's going to be like a serious, serious uh, kind of clean up job here that Biden is going to have to do. And I don't think it's, <clears throat> he might, he's going to have to, you know, like with the cases alone, like I know you're saying there, like it's been three days in a row now they've had record cases. I think today was 127,000 or 129,000 I read. Like that is insane. Like this president has just, you know, I've never been a supporter of Trump. I don't think there is many people that are like, but, uh, the job, the clean-up, and as you said, there is going, I wouldn't go as far as, like you said, I wouldn't go as far as, like, you know, civil war and like that, but just the, what he's, the hatred that he has brought to the people, because at the end of the day, in my opinion, again, like, I might be a bit out there, but I think the majority of Americans are absolute idiots, like, because if you're following that man, like, and what he's done, like, he is just, the civil unrest, he's divided a country, like, and I don't know if, if any of you watched him when he came out, um, the other night, I was, uh, he came out, he was in the White House anyway to give a speech, and I was just watching it. I said, surely he's not going to say what he's going to say, and lo and behold, he did. Like, you can't come out in the White House and literally attack democracy, what the country is built on, you know, and they literally, he just came out and just said, it's lies, it's fraud, they're, they're not letting us in, and they're, you know, they're blocking up the windows, like, just, just nonsense and lies, and even, like, I could see, I was watching on CNN, and they were even saying, the reporters who can't be biased, like, they have, they have to actually say to people, like, Listen, the president's going to come out here now and he's going to speak a lot of lies. Just so you know that he's going to come out here and say nothing that is going to be true. And he did. And he came out and said all this stuff. And it's just... Do you know what? I, I, was, I was fearful. I remember I, I talking to you the other day about it. I was just fearful. I said, if this lad gets back in, I said, you know what I mean? He has no election, re-election to worry about. He would have gone absolutely mental. He would have caused carnage across the world. Do you know that, That's in my opinion. Because he wouldn't have to worry about re-election. He would have done whatever. He could have got... God knows what he would have done. So I'm just happy that maybe as bad a year as everyone has had, let's be honest, you know, all around the world, it's been an awful year. I just kind of think Biden is a nice, safe choice. He's what you can see as an American president. Maybe some sort of normality come back to the world. Hopefully there's a, you know, there's some sort of a, a vaccine then and we'll just try and get back into a nice, you know, a nice normal 2021 or maybe 2022. But with Trump, if it had been Trump to stay in, I would have literally been building a bunker out of the backyard and having it. Liam, man. Or sorry, Robbie. I was going to say, like, four years ago, people were saying, oh, you know, it's going to be, you know, uh, like nuclear war and all this sort of stuff. And obviously there has been, like, a lot of crazy stuff happening, but, like, it hasn't, it wasn't as probably bad as people thought it was going to be, you know? Because when people were saying, oh, it's going to be, like, nuclear war, he's going to start a war with Korea. And, like, he actually, he didn't do any of that. Like, I know that's yeah, not a huge achievement. <laughs> But, uh, I think uh, I think Ricky's after saying it well there though. Like he he had to worry about re-election. So like if he gets re-elected now, now he can go absolutely berserk. He can go full Trump. Yeah, yeah. And it, the after the kind of he was tweeting all day Thursday and all day Friday, and then as Ricky said, he done the press conference the other day. I watched it. It was car crash television. I won't lie to you. But um, Joe Biden's campaign said yesterday that, in other words, if he doesn't want to leave, we have no trouble throwing out imposters. Do you think this will die down after a while? I mean, I'm watching, I won't lie, I'm watching CNN at the moment. I'm glued to it for the past week. But um, it looks like there's no hope for Trump having an opportunity to go in. 
you think after a while, once he has all this fun, in other words, fun firing in injunctions here, going through every possible avenue to the court, do you think he will eventually do like previous pres or previous presidential candidates and just concede, or will he just try and play this out for every bit he can get? Ah, he's too fucking petty to conceive, isn't he? Yeah, I agree. It's like, it's like a big child with power. He'll play it out as long as he fucking can. And let's be honest, he's dead fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I, I do the fucking same myself. <laughs> we're still trying. It appeals to his supporters, though. Like, all this whole, this yeah. whole thing is just kind of like his... Like, there's people... Like, 70 million people voted for him. Like, that's more people than voted for uh, Barack Obama in 2008. And I know, obviously, more people vote for Joe Biden, but there's 70 million people in America that are, like, 100% on the Trump bandwagon, you know? And they're, like, hanging on his every word, and they're kind of listening to him saying, this election is a fraud and all that sort of stuff. And they're like, yeah, this is a fucking fraud. And, like, they believe that, you know, unequivocally, you know? So... He does have, he's still going to have a lot of uh, people like on the Trump train after this, like, you know, so he's definitely, he's going to keep this going keep appealing to his people. And he's definitely not going to concede it like with any sort of grace at all. No, not at all. I think we're going to get a good base of, what would you say, topics out of this going forward anyway, because it definitely won't be over this week. Uh, other big news last week was the sad death of one of the greatest actors and possibly James Bond around Sean Connery. Uh, was he the best James Bond, lads, or was Austin Powers <laughs> a, better, <laughs> a better, what would you say, agent? I know all joking aside. Um, was Sean Connery the best James Bond? What do you think, Lee? Um, I think... Yeah, without a fucking doubt, there's no there's no competition here, really. Um, yeah, unfucking real voice. Can't like you can't you can't compare him to or you can't compare anyone else to him. Like I know modern James Bond, Daniel Craig is doing a great job, but um, I think it's just like a different kind of James Bond. Um, I think Sean Connery takes the biscuit here, lads. Absolute king. I read the other day before, I think it was USA 94, he sent a message to Jack Charlton um, to wish him the best of luck in the World Cup. Does that kind of just sum up the legend Sean Connery was, Robbie? Yeah, well, like he liked loads of other uh, great films other than the, the Bond and stuff like. And I think like with, uh, with the whole Bond debate, like there's everyone, there's like so many different types of, each Bond has been kind of almost kind of reinvented the kind of character like Roger Moore was very different and obviously Daniel Craig is very different as well. Um, but he had like, he had loads of really other great, great other films. Uh, like I loved him in Untouchables and he was in Indiana Jones where he, where he played uh, Indiana Jones' dad and he was in Highlander. Like Highlander is such a, <laughs> a bit of a niche uh, sort of film. I don't know if any of you have watched it now, but uh yeah, that's like an iconic uh, kind of movie as well, and like I don't know if he was kind of like really like the main man in a lot of movies. If you know what I mean, he was kind of like yeah in like in the movies as one of the, the main actors, but not the actual the main actors in it. If you get me, and also one of my favorite films actually is A Bridge Too Far. It's like a World War Two film, 
there's there's loads of really really great actors in that as well. But he kind of he kind of plays like the English um, colonel in that kind of quite well as well. So um, yeah, he's a brilliant actor and great Bond as well. I think he endeared himself to Irish people and Americans as well. In if you ever watched the Darby O'Gill and the Little People, it was filmed in Kerry uh, back in the fifties, and it's on nearly. If it's not on Irish channels, it's nearly on the channel every Patrick's Day. Um, I forget what I was going to say there now. It must be a lie. Um, <laughs> as as you were saying, Liam, he he was the best James Bond ever. Are kind of has James Bond gone down since the likes of Con is Sean Connery played, or has is it a kind of a newer generation that comes bring a newer aspect to it? Like you're on about Daniel Craig. Um, Pierce Brosnan was there as well who do you think it will kind of never be the same again or it could get better because the last film Daniel Craig done was possibly his last I heard so do you think it will kind of the older generation is gone and just has to go into the future and it will get better or it will never be the same again what do you think Lee? I think you went fair fucking long about asking that fucking question, TJ. You could have finished it off. You could have finished it off at the first section and I would have been able to answer there. I nearly, I nearly don't know what you fucking asked. Um, yeah, just look, as Robbie said, Robbie said it well there, like every James Bond has kind of reinvented it and they've played it a different way. Uh, now I think with Sean Connery, they just, hit the nail on the head and it was for that time it absolutely worked and even for me as a young lad watching it like it still worked um and then like daniel craig is the newer james bond like there's a bit more um like there's a bit more of a gory aspect in it like and you couldn't you couldn't now let your children sit down and watch it as as opposed to back in the day you could have let children sit down and watch uh sean connery's um so i think like it's as the times went on, James Bond kind of evolved with the times, and I think that's what, after letting them get so many movies out of them, you know, like you see, what other movie kind of franchise has made so many kind of remakes and reboots and did so well, you know? Batman. Like, Batman. Uh, has it though? Like I know Batman now has been, like Christian Bale's Batman. Unbelievable. That's Never be touched again, nah. yeah. Adam nah. West. Nah. Nostalgia. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a joke. My, my kids actually love uh, Adam West. I'm watching them on YouTube lately. But uh, anyway. Do you hear the new, the new Bond is actually meant to be a woman, though? No, oh. no, no. I will not have that. I don't, I know, I'm not saying that in a bad way. But I just, <laughs> look, it's, it's written for, it's written. The books are written. It's a male role. Like, it's as simple as that. Like, you know, I just wanted to touch on some of the, so the things as well are saying about Sean Connery. I obviously think as well that he was the best Bond. And it's, I'm not just saying that obviously because he's, he's dead, like, you know, but he is, like, in my opinion. But uh, some of the, some of the, like, just them older films, like, you, know, you can't, I remember, as I said to you, when I was a kid, like, you know, I, I, I always used to be on RTE, like, you know, during the week. I, like, used to be the big movie at, like, 7 o'clock or something like that. Every week they'd have a James Bond film on. And I used to love sitting down watching it. It was usually your Sean Connery ones. But I think when you're comparing them to the newer films, I don't think they'll ever be the same because, you can't get away with, you know, some of the stuff that, you know, the Sean Connery, James Bond used to get away with. It just today's kind of, you'll offend someone by some of the things he used to do, especially towards uh, some of the female characters in it. But just to touch on it, as in compared to the newer films, I always feel like, you know, the bad guys, 
in the old James Bonds were just, you know, the likes of Jaws and your man with the hat, like, you know what I mean? Like, they, like you just can't, you know what I mean? You just don't make films like that anymore or James Bonds like that. I'm glad someone actually listened to me question, Robbie and Ricky, uh, unlikely. <laughs> Uh, fuck off! It took you half an hour to ask the fucking question. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Liam! Just to make sure if you're listening, Liam. Question, yeah, I had to sit down and take notes on that question. <laughs> uh, fucking hell! Ricky and Robbie didn't. Anyway, before we get into a full-blown route, I think we break and for means take a chill pill as well while he's at it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the no, Kearney's going there. Kearney's going there. Starting out, take the edge off him. Uh, Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm just a night, lads. I'm just a night. Like that's that's my part. That's my that's everything I can talk about now on this on this podcast. Over and done that. I might I I I won't come back after this break. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I won't let you in, Liam. I won't let you in. <laughs> Del- delighted. <laughs> anyway, uh, we take a break and we'll be back shortly. Talk to you in a bit. Chat to you. Bye bye. Chatting about. Good Welcome back to after that quick break. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it, lads? Lean, did you cool down a bit? No, I fucking didn't. <laughs> Fuck yourself. <laughs> you came back anyway, so Joe, Joe, that's how you ask a nice short quick question. Yeah, but if you're trying to fill a, a podcast, how can you ask a part? For the podcast, the podcast is filled. We've done forty. We've done forty minutes already. The podcast is full. <laughs> Uh, anyway we fill it even more put it over the top anyway Uh, actually we move we move on with the topics anyway any of you ever hear of a white Christmas in November lads no 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 Christmas is December so therefore it cannot be in November (laughs) what do you think Lee well I've heard like white Christmas is code for absolutely everything else. So, <laughs> I, 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 are you on about Christmas, Christmas, or? We're not going there, Liam. <laughs> yeah. So, so you are on about Christmas, Christmas. I never said anything. I just asked. You fucking did. You said White Christmas. Did you ever hear of a White Christmas in November? That's all I I've heard. I've heard of a White Christmas in the middle of summer. I've heard of it all year round. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're going off the wrong topic anyway. <laughs> a young English couple have officially become Mr. and Mrs. White Christmas after tying the knot in the pre-wedding lockdown last Tuesday in Bath in England. So that's where it came from, White Christmas in November. And I feel Liam about to kill... What in the name of fuck has that to do with Christmas? White Christmas. Their names is Tilly Christmas and Kieran White. That oh, is fair talking. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's actually, that's actually so sad. If I, if I was in that couple, <laughs> I'd be like, no, we can't make this happen. Sorry, it's not happening. We can't do it. We need to split up. I know, we're in love, we know we love each other, but no, we can't do this. We can't do this to the world. Yeah. yeah. The doesn't need this right now. Like, you know. They're going to be hyphenators. They're not going to take Christmas or white they're going to take white christmas That's are you going to call their their kids snow white christmas oh god oh dear god no one of them is definitely going to be called nullig or something like that because that's christmas in irish 
But they're English. You know, who cares? <laughs> they do probably because they're from Bath. <laughs> no, well, no, 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 like is something. Something's going to be. Yeah, you know, their names are going to be around Christmas. I actually love how tickly you got with that. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on. Oh Jesus! This after making me day actually. <laughs> you know what I'm. You know what I am kind of tick about is in this whole podcast episode. If we didn't add in the Johnny Sexton part, I would have only had one bit to talk about. That's what I'm kind of tick about. You were talking about you were talking about wolves with soccer, and you you decided not to talk about Harlan. So like, decided I know fucking nothing about Harlan. Well, like in in you know in a roundabout way, you decided like I like I'm on this podcast right with three Kilkenny men, three Kilkenny men, right? And I'm the one that's talk answering the questions for Harlan. Now, come on, you should hang your fucking heads in shame. <laughs> no, you, you should hang your heads in shame for picking all these topics. Should be more <laughs> more inclusive, lads. More inclusive. Okay, what topics would you like to talk about, Liam? No, we'll decide that in the next episode. Ooh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hashtag O'Neill Melton. Uh, anyway, uh, just on about White Christmas as well. Do you know the Donegal postman that predicts the weather? He's predicting that we actually could have a White Christmas this year. Uh, Donegal postman Michael Gallagher uh, said he can't specify exactly that it'd be snowing on the 25th, but they'd be snow either side of it, the kind of way. So there's this slight chance there that will be a white Christmas. Anyway. But did not say that every year, though. It's always going to be going to have the hottest summer ever and we're going to have the coldest winter ever every year. And it's like they're wrong every year and then it's like the same thing again next year. I was thinking the same. I was actually thinking the same because um, now it's not Slayton, the, the Donegal postman or anything far from it. He, he's, he puts out a prediction, the media pick up on it. That's it. But I mean, everywhere you have people that are predicting a war- really warm summer and the same, I, I agree completely. I think we move on to the high ball, but I'm actually scared because I think it creates another meltdown anyway. Okay, so the high ball this week. Would you rather have X-ray vision or bionic hearing? <laughs> okay, Jesus first, Christ. what's bionic hearing? No. Bionic hearing is that you can hear for great distances. For <laughs> That's the worst superpower in the world. <laughs> it's a high ball, so... Uh, just deal with it. Just deal with it, Ricky. I love it. I love it, though. I love it. I love it. <laughs> like, how far How far can you hear, though? Uh, be the same. I, being honest, that's a good question, Robbie. It's a good question. <laughs> well, you kind of have to clarify, because if it's like you can hear a mile, like, that's not really that great, is it? But if you can hear, like, say, 100 miles. Okay, so you take, say, Superman, he can hear for what? Miles and miles. That's the way it's portrayed. So, so with our X-ray vision, uh, what define X-ray vision? <laughs> like, am I seeing through you and seeing a skeleton, or can I like look through a wall, or be the be the same as what Superman can do? It's just, what can Superman do? Tell me, TJ. It's as good as you want it. You can see through things, or you can only see what you want to see through. So I leave that to your imagination. So the question, I go to you, Liam, would you rather have x-ray vision or bionic hearing? 
you're either see through everything or hear everything. I'd rather X-ray vision because then I can see through the bullshit of this question. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> well, if you know, had yeah. the hearing, though, you could actually hear what, what question he's asking me. You could probably look at it. <laughs> Snap. I, yeah, yeah. Like I, I wish for super speedy writing so I could uh, write down all of TJ's question and read it back to you, lads. Answer the question properly. Then. Well, answer it properly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my answer. I wish for. Super quick rating. Quick and neat. Yeah. Because anyone can have quick rating. That wasn't an option, though. <laughs> Am I going to yeah. say I want, I want to have laser eyes? Like, come on. <laughs> the two of the most useless fucking superpowers ever. I'm, I'll, I'll go with extra vision. I think of the two, it's the more practical. Without sounding like a creep. I know it does sound a bit creepy. <laughs> <laughs> It does sound actually <laughs> the long pause and the I don't mean to sound creepy. <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck it, give me X-ray vision. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what do you think, Robbie? X-ray vision or bionic ear? Well, it's gonna be have to be X-ray vision because at the moment I, ha- I actually have this thing where the sound of people eating drives me fucking nuts. Okay? <laughs> it drives me spare. So if I had super hearing, like. I just wouldn't be, I wouldn't be able to cope. I wouldn't be able to cope with it. Imagine like sitting down for dinner and there's people like, you can hear people like cooking, like literally digesting their food. Like how annoying would that be? You know? So definitely just, just because of that, because I wouldn't want to be uh, listening to people eat like down the road or whatever. I'd be uh, going for the x-ray vision, 100%. But taking that point, if you had x-ray vision, you'd be able to see them digesting their food. Yeah, but as you said, you, you can choose to use it or not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. You cut me off now. On you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be accused next to booting you out. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I would have to go with the, with the x-ray as well, like, to be honest, because let's put it simply, I'll put it simply as this, like, you know what I mean? I really couldn't care less what other people are saying, so I don't want to be hearing it. And I definitely have my own <laughs> problems as well, so I don't want to be hearing their problems. I can tell you that. <laughs> But um, here's a better one, just to add on to that. So if, if you had either of them awful superpowers, what would your name be? <laughs> oh, what would your superhero Ooh. name be? Oh. Because <laughs> they're just awful, the ones in my head. Like, <laughs> hearing man, ear man. <laughs> Super <laughs> ideas. Super sight. <laughs> Supervision, man. Supervision. Extreme vision. Extreme vision. Supervision. Television station. Supervision, man. Supervision. Like, the, I think the hearing one would just be like, just be a pain. Like, uh, initially, maybe you got a bit of gossip or someone's talking about you on your back and like, ha, I fucking yeah. heard it. But like, after yeah. that, you'd be like, I hear it. It'd be then better you'd... if you could hear their thoughts. If you hear what you're thinking, oh, that'd be actually a cool power. That's called reading minds, Ricky. Yeah, we'd rather do that then. You'd have to read minds, so you'd have to read minds to figure out what question TJ's asking, though. <laughs> to be fair, I'm officially resigning from hosting podcasts. <laughs> I, I think you're doing a good job. I think you're Just, doing a great job. 
Like Liam needs to research hurling. Like he lives in Kilkenny. Like, come on, lads. I'm only ripping the piss. I'm ripping the piss here. It's, it's just. I think Liam Liam should take the transfer and go to Gory and play rugby because you know. Yeah, good letting luck. Kilkenny down. Good luck. Okay, just to broaden it, just <laughs> finish up. If there were one superpower you could have, okay, <laughs> choose the next revision, and I'd be the same myself, being honest, because. As Ricky said, I don't give a fuck what anyone says behind me back. Um, and they're more nice in it than anything anyway, so I don't mind. Uh, but what superpower would you like? And what would your super hero name be? Just before we finish up. Oh, oh that's a good one. Ooh. Just uh, no uh, mainstream powers, though, <laughs> just to let you know. There's no mainstream <laughs> options. I picked a mainstream option before and, you know, got shouted down. So I'm just gonna Yeah, but that, that was the rule at the start. You couldn't pick that mainstream. What? That was the rule at the start of that high ball, Robbie. Huh? Define, define mainstream as in, like, super speed and strength and shit like that, is it? Yeah, so yeah. He, Robbie, Robbie is basically leaving us with fucking supervision. <laughs> and... <laughs> All right, go on then. Mainstream it then. The fuck? Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> I think thinking of the superhero name is the hardest. Like, uh, I'd probably go, I don't know, super strength. Give me super strength. Boring. Yeah, very. Well, what's yours then? Uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of debating with myself what I'm going to pick. So maybe come back I, to me in a minute. I think I know. I, because I've only been uh, uh, rewatching uh, Stranger Things. Uh, with my partner Leary, we've only been watching it like kind of, but she hasn't seen it. So I think like if I had your ones powers eleven, like you know the telepathy kind of thing, where you can just make people do whatever you want, you can break their necks, you can throw trucks around the place. I think that would be that would be my superpower, and I just call myself Method Man for some reason. I don't know why. Method Man. <laughs> is he not a rapper? No. Yeah, but he I, I thought I. <laughs> be trademark trademark issue. Oh yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just tell him not to trademark. I just tell him you would be able to change his mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what would yours be, Lee? My superhero now? I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know. All I can think of, like, when it comes to, like, super strength or something, all I can think of Mister is Mr. Incredible out of the Incredibles. But that's all I can think of. <laughs> I would think of the chest the same size as him. I yeah. think the thing, claim the thing for you. The thing, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thing. <laughs> what would first be, Robbie? Your superpower and your superhero name. Ah, oh, superhero name one of stuff. Uh, I probably have to go with like Jean Grey's power in X Men. All I can really think about is X Men powers. Um, oh, the Wolverine would be pretty cool. Be pretty badass. Yeah, the Wolverine would be badass. And you yeah. can't really go Jean Jean Grey because that's basically what Ricky. Chose with going eleven from Stranger Things. Is it? Well, like, just, yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah. I got Wolverine now. I will be fucking live forever and have uh, adamantium claws and shit. Pretty cool. Yeah. I'll just be Wolverine. Yeah. And I call myself, but it would be some other sort of name. Maybe like Foxman or something like that. Something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it works. It works because you're ginger. To drive, to drive the. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> to drive like fear into people would be 100%. Yeah, Foxman. Foxman. Or Squirrel yeah. Boy or something. Squirrel Boy. <laughs> they got claws. They got claws, don't they? I don't know. And rabies. <laughs> and rabies. 
Squirrel Man, Red Squirrel Man. Yeah, I like it. 100%. I like that. I love it. I like it. TJ, what you go for, TJ? Come on, TJ. I say I'd actually, I'd actually be able to. I'd like to read minds. Being honest, because then you know if someone's going. If you're looking at it from superhero, you'd be able to know if someone's going to do something. So in other words, you can preempt it. Uh, but uh, name. I might kind of rob an American pie line. I might go for the Millsinator. The Millsinator. <laughs> um, and that's no copyright to Shermanator. It's because it's Millsinator. Anyway. That's because that's cause it actually works with Shermanator. <laughs> Is that what you're, you're known to uh, by all the ladies? The Millsinator. <laughs> no? That's we leave it for this week. Can neither confirm or deny. <laughs> <laughs> Like a perfect gentleman, I will never answer a question like that. Never kiss and tell. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, it was a pleasure, lads. I hope it was as pleasurable for Liam this week as it was for me ripping the piss out of him. Anyway, uh, until next week, uh, thanks a million, Liam and Robbie, and welcome on board, Ricky, and thanks a million uh, for a contribution this week. Uh, actually, before we finish... No, uh, good luck. <laughs> you do this every time, TJ. Yeah, but this is important because uh, we're we're. Yeah, shout out about that November there, would you? That's what I'm doing. We're fundraising for November at the moment. Myself and Ricky are growing uh, moustaches this month. Uh, Ricky's as deadly, mine is terrible. Uh, it's like grass with weed killer. And Liam and Robbie is doing uh, 60k in 30 days. So all details are on our Instagram and Facebook, and all donations can be done through November. And it's for a terrific cause, especially around this difficult time. Anyway, until next week, lads. Thanks a million. And chat to you next week. Good luck. Great hosting, TJ. Good luck. Good luck, TJ. Cheers, guys. See ya. Good luck. Good luck. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Thank you for listening to the Two Hands in a Hard Podcast.